What's up guys, welcome back to the state of Boston. Before we get started, we have an ad read from our presenting sponsor, One for One Clothing Company. Their mission statement, be unwavering in both quality and morality. Their slogan, wear a change. For every article of clothing sold, they donate one item to the homeless. These donations include blankets, beanies, gloves, underwear, and towels. They also have bandanas for your dogs. For every bandana sold, they donate one can of high-quality wet dog food to the Pets of the Homeless program. Their clothing is made out of the highest quality materials, consisting of duo and tri-blends. And if you use the discount code SOB10 at checkout, that's SOB10 at checkout, you get 10% off your order. So, you guys have heard me brag and, you know, pump this pump this brand up, how comfy it is, how cool it is. Um, go check them out. Go check them out on Instagram. They're at One For One Clothing Co. Check out their website, oneforoneclothingco.com. Go see what they're all about. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the state of Boston. I'm your host, Anthony Corrado, a.k.a. Tony Bag of Donuts, a.k.a. Uncle Tony, a.k.a. I don't know. A couple people have DM'd me the last couple weeks saying that I need any nickname or something. I don't know. Maybe my regular name's boring or something. I don't know. Can't really give yourself a nickname though. You know, can't really. It's like inviting yourself over somebody else's house. It's like, who the fuck asked you, dude? Like that's somebody else's. Let somebody else do that shit. Don't be fucking giving yourself a nickname. Don't be that guy. I don't know. Maybe I'll put a. Maybe I'll put it to a poll or something on Instagram. We'll see. I don't know. Something to keep on the back burner. Anyways, happy Cinco de Mayo, one and all. Is that even? Are we even allowed to say that now in 2021? Is that like? something ist of me um isn't it not even like their independence day either isn't it just like a famous battle happened on this day it's like their equivalent of like gettysburg or battle of bunker hill or something isn't that what it is i don't know i'll have to google it anyway i mean cinco de mayo has been bastardized the last god knows how many years it's just an excuse for dumb white girls to go out and on a weeknight and flip a fucking Corona upside down into a frozen margarita and, you know, there's their excuse for the night, you know. That's all it is. It's just an excuse. Any excuse. Anyways, speaking of excuses, um, there's been a lot happening. A lot, lot's happened in Boston sports since we last talked. The uh, Patriots drafted their first QB in the first round since Drew Bloodsoe back in 93. Uh, the Celtics have been floundering. They slipped back into that that little convoluted play-in round that the NBA is doing this year for the playoffs. And the uh, the Red Sox are barely a game over 500 in their last 10. But somehow, I don't know, somehow, some way, they're still hanging on to first place in the AL East, which is nice. But since all anyone is talking about today is what a fucking scumbag thug Tom Wilson of the Washington Capitals is for what he did in Madison Square Garden the other night, that's where we're going to start. And somehow we're going to morph that into a Bruins podcast. Don't ask how. I haven't quite pinned that part down yet. But we're going to land the fucking plane. All right? Okay. So everyone had an opinion on Twitter on this. Uh, it went viral even for like a hockey clip a couple nights ago. Uh, you know, even non-puckheads are weighing in and giving their opinion on it. If you haven't seen it, if you don't know, Tom Wilson is basically... Think of whatever your favorite TV show or movie is. And think of the villain in that, 
and then multiply it by Hitler, and you've come to like one eighteenth of the wormy rat fuck son of a bitch bastard that is Tom Wilson. Uh, he's everything that's wrong with hockey. He plays quote on the edge, and all that means is he's a fucking cheap shot artist who puts players in danger whenever the opportunity arises because he knows the NHL front office are a bunch of spineless fucks who are just too scared to give harsh penalties to Alex Ovechkin's butt buddy. That's what it comes down to. The league wants that team to be good because Ovechkin's a star, and the brass knows if they take Wilson away, who, despite his you know his borderline unforgivable dirty play, he's a huge tone setter for that team. And he's one of the more physical power forwards in the league. God, that makes me fucking so sick. Makes me disgusted to even say that sentence. I feel like I, I feel like I just paid Harvey Weinstein a compliment for liking his movies. Like, I feel like I need to go take, like, lay down in the shower. Fucking, the guy's awful, awful human. Anyway, everyone's up in arms because this guy Wilson. He basically. Basically beat up the entire first line of the New York Rangers the other night like he was fucking some hockey John Wick. <laughs> there was there was a scrum by one of the goalies and uh, somebody was face down and Wilson was like on one knee over him. Punches the guy in the back of the head. And he didn't stop there. So he basically ice stomped, like curb stomped somebody, but on ice, face first. And he got up and he went after... Hart Trophy finalist, which the Hart Trophy, if you're a hockey noob, is the MVP award. So an MVP finalist last year in the NHL, Artemi Panarin, he threw him face first down, and basically Panarin's going to be out. I think he's going to miss the rest of the regular season. I think he's going to miss the the Rangers' last three games, and then he's like day-to-day after that when the playoffs start. So after all that, the league office decided that the, the fine, that all this was only worth... $5,000, $5,000 fine, which is tantamount to getting a ticket for jaywalking when you've bludgeoned an entire old folks home to death. So, I mean, if it was me, if I was in charge, I probably would have suspended him for the rest of the regular season, which would have been four games. I probably would have given him two or four games in the playoffs, too, just because... Because, again, this... If you just Google this guy and how many times he's been in front of the NHL disciplinary board, your fucking head would spin. His rap sheet is longer than my... Well, it's long, okay? This is the part where I was going to play the quote that I just said from Ocean's Eleven, but I can't find it online, so deal with it. All right, back to the podcast. So how are we going to tie this into the Bruins, you might ask? Well, if the playoffs started right this second, the Bruins have the Caps in the first round. So the question is, do the Bruins have enough to combat this guy, this fucking swamp rat of a human who just purely plays the game to hurt and knock other players out for extended periods of time? Are the Bruins, A, tough enough to stand up to this guy, and B, if they are tough enough, are they also smart enough to pick their spot so they don't get penalized? Because over the past few months, while they do have the best penalty kill in the league, and they do have the most dangerous shorthanded duo, possibly in the history of the league, with Marshawn and Bergeron, uh, you know, they are the most penalized team in the league as well. Uh, lots of these, like, lots of the young guys on this team, they get in trouble. And even that first line, that first line is so aggressive, 
you know, Bergeron and Marshawn take an awful lot of stick infraction penalties because of how hyper-aggressive they are on that forecheck. They get a lot of high sticks. They get a lot of trips. So on top of that, are they going to be able to keep cool enough heads and not get, you know, roughing penalties when this asshole, you know, gives them some extracurriculars after the whistle? And this, I mean, this Caps team is no joke on the power play, man. I mean, they do have that goon, Wilson. Uh, they have Big Z, who, although he's old, and I, even, I hate even putting him in the same breath, in the same sentence as Tom Wilson, but Char, even though he's an old dog, he's tough, still capable of playing that heavy game, that grinding game. I mean, while the Caps do have that, they also have an all-world power play. I mean, Ovechkin on the left circle, who's the be- he might be the best the best one-timer, righty one-timer in the history of the league. They have TJ Oshie, Evgeny Kuznetsov, John Carlson, who's going to get Norris Trophy finalist uh, votes with Charlie McAvoy this year for the best defenseman in the league. He's very capable offensive threat from the point. You got Nicholas Backstrom, who has a zillion career assists, great facilitator of the puck. He's kind of like a, he's kind of like their Krejci a little bit. Um, don't fact check that stat, by the way. Just take my word for it that he has a zillion assists because that's what he's that's what he's known for. I mean, these guys are deadly. These guys are deadly on the power play. And if Wilson is able to goad the Bruins into taking some bad penalties, or if they let Wilson give them the treatment that the Blues gave us in the Cup Final a couple years ago, where you just get buried for seven games and you're forced to lick your wounds and and you just don't have an answer for the physicality, it's just one-sided collisions that the Caps win night in and night out. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to to beat this team in a seven-game series. You know, you're going to need... It's going to take a committee. It's going to take Kevin Miller, who will be huge in that series. It's going to take Trent Frederick, who will be very, very important in that series as far as, you know, trying to... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Neutralize that, that Tom Wilson effect and kind of be our version of that kind of rat, but hopefully not, you know, intending to absolutely hurt and knock other players out on a nightly basis. Uh, Connor Clifton, too. Connor Clifton's a bit undersized, but I feel like he goes toe-to-toe with uh, with a lot of big physical guys because that's, you know, that's his his role as a you know third-line defenseman. Energy, you know, he plays with that energy line. He plays with that fourth line who's, it's about hitting and checking. Um, so... It doesn't need it doesn't need to be one like one guy like the caps have the caps have Tom Wilson and that's who their enforcer is. They're gonna have to take turns, man. They're gonna it doesn't need to be one guy night in and night out, but it does need to be one of them. You know? And, and don't sleep on Ovi either. Ovi is a fucking moose, dude. Ovi's when he gets his skates going, he can bury anyone in that league in open ice. He's such a monster. His strength and speed when he wants... I mean, I know he's getting up there in age. He is still a monster that you don't want to mess with, especially f- the physicality in the playoffs. Such a different... The the NHL is the most night and day out of any sports intensity of the four major sports in this country. Like, it's just... A, it's such a different game. Um, and you and you see that, especially when Ovechkin plays. I mean, oh, Oshie too, while we're at it. He plays a bit more of that finesse game, but he's a big body. He's capable of playing that grinding style. And even though the Bruins are faster than them, 
the Caps, they'll, they'll want to play that heavy hitting style, you know, tying people up in the offensive zone, checking in off in all three zones, you know. Uh, that Caps team is going to be a tough out, man. It's going to be a tough out. Uh, one of the glaring spots that the Bruins are ahead in, though, against the Caps is in goal. I like both Swayman and Rask over Vanacek all day. I mean, I think uh, Halak played his last game, uh, last meaningful game anyway, for the Bruins last night. They blew that lead in the third, and he let one in. It was kind of a softie in overtime. Broke his stick. I think he knew. Uh, I think he knew he was kind of auditioning to be the emergency goalie behind Rask in the playoffs coming up, and he came up short. I think it's Swayman. Um, I think it's Swayman the rest of the way behind Rask in the playoffs. But you got to be wary with Rask. He's He's like the fucking Van Gogh of goalies. He's so misunderstood. He acts strange. He does all these strange things. You know, from what he did last year in the bubble, and then they, they you know, they lose game seven to the Blues, and he was very kind of blase about it, very, like, even-keeled and weirdly calm about it. Uh, his last two seasons have him on the hot seat for me. I mean, there's people who didn't want Sweeney and Neely to bring him back this year. I mean, I was one of them. But regardless of what happened in the past, I still give the goaltending nod to the Bees in that series against the Caps. And I think it's going to be important, man. I think that's going to be because because of what a matchup nightmare that the Caps style can bring to a team like the Bruins. They are going to need stellar goaltending, and Rask is going to have to, he's going to have to duplicate that performance, that 2019 Cup run performance. If this team is to, you know, is to give it that one last, that one last trip around the sun, you know, because to get them that, this core need this core needs another cup to put them in that pantheon of, uh, not dynasties per se, but to put them in the to put them with their contemporaries in in this town with with the two separate Patriots dynasties with um, with the Red Sox and their sustain their sustained winning since 2004 um the celtics are a different story they under because that's who they'll be they'll be the underachieving celtics um but they'll they'll have just had the band together longer and they'll have made more cup finals but um yeah this this is a big one this year this is a with taylor hall coming on at the right time that second line is giving us is giving us secondary scoring finally finally taking some pressure off that first line I'm excited, man. I'm excited to see if they can catch because uh, they still have a couple games in hand. I, I think think they can still catch Pittsburgh and still get that. Uh, if they if they win some of these last few games, they can still improve their playoff standings. So, um, super excited. I'm super excited for these playoffs to start. And it's not, absolutely nothing like the Stanley Cup playoffs. I don't care who you are. I don't care which what your favorite sport is. It's the best. It's just the best. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll we'll see you again next week, of course, next Wednesday. You can follow me on Instagram, at the State of Boston. You can follow me on Twitter, at State underscore Boston. Uh, I live tweet, not every game, but I'll, I'll live tweet a good portion of um, all, all, all three are playing right now, uh, Celtics, Bruins, and Red Sox, so. Give it a follow, and um, we'll see you next time.